Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis, who brings us a fan's perspective each week. The Gamecocks coming off a 24-13 loss to the ninth-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. And, Scott, reading your column this week, this up on GamecockCentral.com, you felt like the Gamecocks gave it everything they had, and all in all, it wasn't a bad effort, even though the Gamecocks come out with a loss. Yeah, when I talked to you last week, if you remember, I said I'd be stunned if South Carolina kept this game close. I really was expecting... Texas A&M to, to run wild offensively, and, and they you know racked up some yardage and scored some points, but they didn't run the Gamecocks out of the stadium. Uh, you can even say South Carolina was relatively in the football game in the second half, and I just didn't see that happening, and so I was pleased at least with the effort. Obviously, offensively, Gamecocks still just don't have a solution. You know, they're struggling on the offensive line. The running game has been hit or miss. And uh, a lot of receivers out, and then the quarterback situation just hasn't solidified itself by week five. So they are who we are at this point. And I think a game like that against a team as talented as Texas A&M is really about the best we can hope for from South Carolina in 2016. All right, Scott, the Gamecocks have got the Georgia Bulldogs limping into Williams-Brice this weekend after Georgia lost in unlikely fashion you'd have to say against Tennessee that was over in Athens on Saturday so the dogs are limping into Columbia this weekend what kind of chances do you give the Gamecocks to score an upset Georgia's about a seven and a half point favorite as we record here on Monday well I I actually gave uh, our fans a game ball this week for not having to endure a loss as excruciating as the one Georgia just endured I don't I can't believe it's been a long time since I've seen a game lost quite that agonizing fashion. I mean, we've seen teams toss up Hail Marys to win before, but uh, Georgia had scored to go ahead. They were behind, scored to go ahead with 12 or 11 seconds left in the game. I mean, by any measure, you think that's going to do it. And Tennessee had one play to to make an opportunity, and they somehow toss a 50-something-yard bomb to Scores time expires. So I think the dogs, after two really tough weeks, you know, if you'll remember, they were hammered by Old Miss and Oxford. I, I, it's hard to imagine them coming in with a ton of confidence right now. Of course, they'll also be really, really thirsty for a victory. So South Carolina is certainly going to get their best shot. There's no doubt about it. Whether they won't be overlooked, despite the fact that they're two and three. So. I think it'll be an interesting game. It wouldn't shock me if the Gamecocks were able to hang around at least for a while until maybe some depth uh, 
wears them down. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they hung around in much the same fashion as they did this past week. Emerson Phillips with Scott Davis here on Gamecock Central Radio. Scott's new column is up on GamecockCentral.com. We hope you'll check it out. And we invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got a free phone app that's available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can listen to the Gamecock Central podcast anywhere you receive cell phone service. You can listen on your phone with the Gamecock Central Radio app. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Scott, young Gamecock football team here laid it on the line on Saturday and you talked about the fact that Carolina was in the ball game until very late. In fact, Carolina was set to get the ball back down eight with just over three minutes left and a TD and a two-pointer could have put the game in overtime, but Jamarcus King mishandled a punt and the Gamecocks, you know, made some mistakes that young football teams seem inclined to make. Some mental mistakes cost Carolina a chance to win this game on Saturday. Yeah, they did. They, they've muffed a few punts this year already out of the gates uh, different players it seems like they've struggled there and and that did hurt as much offense as the Gamecocks have been able to muster to that point even though they were down eight and would have had you know technically an opportunity to tie the game I, I couldn't say I was still sitting there with a lot of hope for them to be able to score a touchdown and and uh then succeed on the two-point conversion, but certainly that obviously ended any hope that you could do that. So, But, yeah, as you said, they had an opportunity. They were in the football game, and I wasn't uh, expecting that. So we'll just have to let this, this young team take its growing pains this year and take its lumps and hopefully – uh, learn how to win as the year goes on. Scott, you give out game balls in your column each week, and I like the fact that you gave one to Rico Dowdle, the true freshman from Asheville, had not played this season for South Carolina, had been battling some injuries throughout the preseason, and up until this past Saturday, he had not gotten onto the field. But I think Gamecock fans are excited about his style of play, and he gives the Gamecocks some hope for an improved running game over the remainder of the season. No doubt. They really lack a bruising physical presence at, at running back. Uh, I, you know, we've all seen some good things from A.J. Turner this season on several occasions, and, and he's a, a very good back. But I don't think anybody would say that A.J. Turner is a punishing running back that's going to wear defenses down over, you know, four quarters or anything like that. And so Rico Dowdle brings that element to the table. A lot of Gamecock fans were excited to see what he could do. He hadn't been able to get on the field yet, but every most fans were really excited about what he had done in high school. And so for his first game in the SEC and as a college player, I was very pleased with the way he ran the ball. There was one uh, run in particular I'm thinking of. I think it was in the second quarter that, in which he just had no room whatsoever to work with. He was met immediately at the line of scrimmage, and he just said, you know what, I'm going to find a way to get two or three yards out of this thing. He was twisting and diving all over the place to go to fall forward, and so that's something we haven't seen thus far from the Gamecock backfield. So that was a little bit of a hopeful sign, and perhaps he'll get some more touches going forward. Yeah, it is a positive sign for Gamecock football, and Gamecocks appear to have a pretty good one-two tandem right now at running back. A couple of young players, redshirt freshman A.J. Turner and true freshman Rico Dowdle. Scott, you also give a game ball this week to Chris Lamonds, and I like this because Lamonds was kind of called out by the coaching staff after what some folks said was a lackluster performance against Mississippi State several weeks ago. Coach Muschamp, Coach Robinson uh, challenged him in practice that week, and he's played better. He's really looked like an all-SEC-type player the last couple weeks, had a big pick in the A&M game on Saturday. He's been much improved the last few weeks. The light bulb just went off for him. I'm not sure what happened there, but 
since that Mississippi State game, he he has really performed like a, an SEC caliber uh, defensive back. And the game, as we all know, that the Gamecocks desperately need help there in every form and fashion. So to see him playing well is a, a very positive sign for a group that has virtually no depth at that position. Scott, you also give a game ball to Fox play-by-play announcer Gus Johnson, and I enjoyed reading this part of your column this week. Your wife said, hey, give him a game ball after you heard him call a TD in that Oklahoma TCU game Saturday night. His call was so joyful and so exuberant and enthusiastic <laughs> that she wasn't even paying attention to the game. She was scrolling her iPad, probably looking at Facebook or Instagram or something, and uh, even she looked up and said, wow, what's going on here? That was exciting. He, he was so excited by that. And it always reminds me how fun he is to listen to call a football game. He was an excellent college basketball play-by-play man as well when he did that. And he's calling games for Fox now. They do a lot of Big 12 games and, and Pac-12 games. So they may be teams that don't hold a ton of interest for Gamecock fans. And I don't know if some of you have – heard his work, but he's one of my favorite announcers out there just because you can tell he loves the game and he's having fun being up there in that booth. And that's really all you want from your announcers to make what you're watching enhance the experience and, and be more fun for you. And I don't think most fans feel like the majority of announcers do that. So when one does, it's always exciting. Yeah, Gus Johnson certainly does. He enhances the viewer's experience about as well as anybody on TV right now. So, Scott, uh, deflated balls each week, and that group headlined by hamstring injuries this week. South Carolina's top three wideouts missed the game with A&M Saturday because of hamstring injuries. Yeah, I don't – you know, listen, I know every college football team in the country experiences injuries. I know hamstring injuries abound. For some reason, though, in my lifetime growing up watching football, Injuring a hamstring didn't usually wind up with a guy missing an entire season. And so we, that, that happened actually when Shaq Wilson a few years back, uh, injured a hamstring and just never could get back on the field. And at that time, I thought that was something that I hadn't seen very often to that point. And it's become fairly commonplace. Diva Samuel last year played, you know, in a handful of games. Uh, when he did play, he played very well, especially against Clemson but just couldn't get on the field because of a hamstring. And somehow or another, a year later in 2016, the hamstring's still hurting. And now you see, so knowing that kind of history, when you hear that Randricus Davis and Brian Edwards are now nursing hamstrings, you start saying to yourself, wow, does this mean that these guys aren't going to be back anytime soon? I mean, will I see them again in 2016? I don't know. So we seem to collect nagging hamstring injuries and it's frustrating to watch as a fan it's not often you feel good after an 11 point loss but that's where the Gamecocks are this week coming off this 24-13 defeat to Texas A&M Scott a good defensive effort again this past weekend and even though the passing game really struggled for South Carolina the play of Dowdle and Turner give the Gamecocks some optimism heading into this Georgia game on Saturday so I hate to talk about moral victories but it seems like that's what South Carolina got this past weekend I thought I'd given up on moral victories during the those eleven win runs. I just didn't think that would be a part of my vocabulary again. But I really came away from that game feeling pretty good about the effort the Gamecocks gave. It's clear they're limited from a talent perspective right now. There's there's no way to deny that. I tried to do it in the preseason and just didn't focus enough on the lack of depth and the youth. That's really what's hurting them right now. It's not that there's not any talented players anywhere on the field 
because there are. It's just the depth is raging thin, and a lot of the talents you do see are freshmen, true freshmen in some cases, or redshirt freshmen guys who just haven't played very much. And so I think with an effort like that against a very good Texas A&M team who has has been just enormous on offense this season, I, I was pleased with that resiliency that they showed out there. It, it was clear that they were trying everything they had to win that game. Scott, an old foe coming into Williams-Brice on Saturday. Gamecocks hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. You live in Atlanta. You're surrounded by Georgia friends, and I would think that this game may hold a little bit of added meaning for you. Yeah, I've always loved the uh, South Carolina-Georgia game. I don't know why, but it's my favorite game of the year. It doesn't come with that kind of nauseating feeling that comes with the Clemson contest. It's just a good, solid rivalry that I enjoy. I, I had a chance to attend the game home and away, both in Columbia and in Athens for a like 15 or 16 year stretch at one point so it's always a, an exciting game even when South Carolina's been uh, quite frankly a bad football team th- th- these games have typically always been pretty good they've they're rarely blowouts there were one or two blowouts in the Brad Scott years but in general these things come down to the wire I expect it to be a pretty good game I do like the dogs you're right, living in Atlanta. Atlanta is, if anybody doesn't know this already, a Georgia Bulldog town. Georgia Tech doesn't exist in this city at all. <laughs> from a media attention perspective or from a fan attention perspective, it's almost like they're not even there. Georgia is the city's hometown on a college football team by a wide margin. And so, uh, you know, everybody that you see uh, in your neighborhood flying Georgia flags, it's all over the place. So it does take on added importance for South Carolina natives who now live in Georgia. But we'll see what the Gamecocks can do, and uh, I like the chances to hang around at least for a while this game. Scott Davis brings us a fan's perspective on Gamecock football each week. Scott, we appreciate what you do. Thanks very much. Thanks, Emerson. Talk to you next week. All right, he's Scott Davis, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. we got plenty more coming up on the South Carolina-Georgia game for you right here on GamecockCentral.com. Thanks for being with us. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.